Hello and welcome to the Book of Leaves podcast. My name is Cara and I am your host. Hi and welcome to episode 46 of Book of Leaves. It is lovely to have you here. If for a change, I am actually recording this outside as you can probably hear from the birds that I have tweeting in the background. It is absolutely glorious. I'm recording this yesterday, so Sunday, and the sun is out for, I think, probably the first time this year. It's supposed to have hit 20 degrees across the the country, and I just finished work and was like, you know what, I'm going to sit out in the garden and record this. And I don't have to worry about a camera setup because this one actually isn't going to be on YouTube because of some tech issues with the Zoom footage. It was just taking me too long to edit. So this year I nearly said this week we just have the audio so I hope you guys don't mind the sound of birds chirping bees in the background trees rustling probably the occasional lawnmower screaming child a car in the background sure but this is part of it isn't it so come here this episode I'm going to be chatting to Owen McGuinness the founder of Crown Crown is an Irish company that makes, manufactures, sources and sells eco-friendly sunglasses and watches made from recycled materials. So make sure to check out their website, crown.co, and follow them on Instagram as well, crown.co as well. Yeah, Owen was so lovely to chat to and really, really nice bloke and some really lovely I just I can't get over the story of where the materials come from. It's just really, really lovely. So I hope you guys enjoy this chat. Before we get into it, I just want to thank you all for being here and welcome if this is your first episode. This is a podcast where I interview people who are doing something good for the planet. They could be business owners like own, they could be activists, they could just be normal everyday people who like to put their kids in cloth nappies and that's the leaf that we take from their book. So that's the whole idea. We just chat to them a little bit, get to know them and yeah. Regarding some news outside the the podcast realm, but not exactly outside, but I just wanted to give a a shout out to James and Owen who run Fairly. They are a lovely couple who have this amazing Irish business that sells eco-friendly products and most of them are Irish as well. And they sent me a thank you package for the podcast and it was just so lovely. So I really, really appreciate that and just want to thank you guys so much again for that lovely kind gesture and the candle that I got from Field, an Irish company, has been, I haven't even lit it yet, I've just took the lid off and my room smells amazing. So I just want to thank you guys for listening to the podcast and supporting the podcast and anyone else who's been supporting it in any way from listening and sharing, subscribing, retweeting it or even though I'm actually terrible on Twitter that's not a very good example but like (laughs) if you're listening or recommending it to a friend or if you've rated and reviewed it thank you so much and for all my Patreons extra thank you really thank you so much for supporting this podcast it means the world and it just takes a little bit of weight off my shoulders when it comes to the bills that happen and hopefully as more people sign up to it I can do less boring real person jobs and spend more time doing this oh and the other thing is I'll actually be speaking to the head of sustainability for Dunn Stores tomorrow Tuesday now obviously if you're in the future 
that's okay. But for anyone who's just listening today, if you've got any suggestions that you'd like me to pass on to the head of sustainability, let me know and I'll pass them on. Now, oh, that's a, what kind of bird is that? Oh, it's a magpie. Hey. All right. So without further ado, let me introduce you to Owen and I'll catch you after for some show notes. Own, thank you so much for being here on one of the, I think, two sunny days we've had this year so far. I really, really appreciate you coming on the podcast. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Really appreciate it. No problem. So as always, I want listeners to get to know you a little bit. So can you introduce yourself? Tell us, tell us a little bit about like where you're from and where you grew up and that sort of thing. Yeah, so um, my name is Owen McGuinness and I'm born um, and bred in, in County Mead. Um, so grew up there, grew up in a little village, a little country village called Clonalvi, which is probably where my, my love and nature and, and sustainability probably stems from. But um, yeah, and, and went to school in Drada um, and then moved into college then and moved into Dublin. So uh, went to, to NCI in in, uh, in Dublin. So spent most of my adult life living between Mead and Dublin, which isn't too bad of a commute, thankfully. Yeah, no, they're really close. And I didn't know that you went to school in Drada. So Monda Town, well, no, that's Dundalk. You're just, what, do they have a slogan in Drada or just an no. amazing accent? Yeah, just, um, just an accent that is quite interesting. <laughs> we'll, we'll, say, we'll just leave it there. <laughs> oh, so it's such a lilt. Um, but that's fab. So what did you, do? what did you study or work in before Crown uh, started up? Yeah, so uh, I've had a very mixed um sort of work in life if that makes sense so um I uh, always work I suppose a lot of my family were all entrepreneurs so a lot of my time I, I spent working on a farm with my grandfather and, and my family um for my summers and then um I worked for for my uncle as well who had a shop and and then sort of over when I when I turned 17 I actually set up my first company from there I sort of moved into I lived in South Asia for a while. I taught in a, in a in a high school or a secondary school over there for for a year and a half, and then I moved back to Ireland and and started working in tech, and and sort of then eventually kind of you know crying came came into play then straight after. So did you just say there you started your first business when you were seventeen? <laughs> yeah, so it was a uh, party tents and marquees. It was actually my mom's birthday and we were looking for um for a tent to have in the back of our garden to to have a, her her party and realized that the price of them was really expensive so i was 17 just finishing just before my leaving cert and i just said you know there's a bit of a gap in the market here and i bought my first one and turned a profit after three weeks and then bought another one and bought another one and bought another one. And then eventually I was the second largest small to medium sized marquee hire company in, in Ireland. Um, yeah, it, it sort of, and it, it was probably a good time. It was, it was during the recession, a recession time. So I, I hired pretty much all my friends who couldn't get part-time jobs while we were in uni and, um so it it actually worked out great um we had a great time we 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 had a lot of fun and then I sold it in um in 2016 and then moved to Thailand wow 
Okay, that one, like, I'm sorry, but just not a lot of people are that, like, entrepreneur aware at the age of 17. Like, I could barely, like, I think I was maybe face painting, like, very occasionally. And I thought, I thought that was extreme <laughs> for for 17 years old. So that's, that's mental. So you've obviously, then you moved to Thailand. So you've obviously done a lot of traveling and you mentioned where you grew up, you know, yeah. had in, like, made you kind of aware of sustainability and stuff were you always just generally kind of aware and eco-conscious or do you remember like a specific point that kind of triggered it for you like about or made you even think okay no it's actually really bad <laughs> the, the environmental stuff uh, if I'm honest it's probably it's probably when I when I left Ireland and when I moved to Thailand was when it really sort of hit me my, my family were in the coal and oil business which as you can imagine is 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 a totally polar opposite to to you know my, my ethos in life but I, I don't think I actually realized that or I don't think I realized the environmental sort of issues that 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 caused because ultimately I was young I was naive I was sort of you know watching all of this and then and then when I left and I I moved to Thailand and I was teaching in a high school and part of everyday life in in Southeast Asia in particular is is really about not consuming as much as we do I suppose in Europe Um, and and sort of watching you know your coconut bowls in a restaurant your 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 cutlery that's bamboo like everything was being reused and being used with with a lot more purpose and i think sort of as my family moved out of the 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 kind of the the coal business and the oil business and stuff i think that was another big big realization that i had was you know i don't want to be a cog in a wheel that's part of that 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 part that really bad part of of what is actually causing climate change and i think for me it was a little bit of guilt but it was also a little bit of sort of that's not who i am and that's not what i stand for um and 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 that was probably the light bulb moment for me yeah seeing it abroad seeing it on travel I'd say you don't get too many people on the podcast that can say that they were part of their families in the, no. in the coldest. <laughs> no, but I can only imagine the, the stories, the, the conversations around the dinner table. Right, before, I'm, I'm so curious because I want to know like what they thought of your business. I kind of want to know all about your family now, but we'll stick, we'll stick to your side. Yeah. So how then did your new business, your current business, begin it it sort of came it sort of stemmed from it stemmed it stemmed from my time in asia i think as well was a big part of that was sort of seeing what people were doing with recyclable recycled materials and renewable materials like little things like you you get paid for the plastic that you give back so it's like a government initiative and everyone recycles everything and it's only really when if you take the tourist spots around that area is where, you know, people don't care when they go on holidays and they, they consume. And that's what, what sort of happens. And I think when I came back home, I sort of got that same feeling. I'm a big watch guy. I'm a big sunglass guy. I've got very squinty eyes. So I wear my sunglasses to hide my eyes a little bit. And, you know, I went to I went to pennies like like any Irish person from you know, in your early twenties, I was a bit strapped for cash. Went in, bought a pair of sunglasses for a euro. Uh, they broke within about two days, and I bought another pair. And 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 again, over sort of time, I sort of had that realization where I was like, "Why am I? 
you know, I'm basically spending money on something and, you know, why am I not using something that that ultimately, you know, something that's upcycled or something that's that's taken? I think that was sort of one of the big clinchers for me. And I think the thing a thing about the, the sunglasses and the watches and the eyewear for me is like I, I love that sort of stuff. I'm really passionate about it. There are always things that I've always been a watch collector. I've always loved my Sony. So I think it was sort of a national progression for me to sort of move into that. But I, I suppose thinking back on it when I started in my early times, uh, you know, it's 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 a toss up between do you go down the route of something cheap and you sell something relatively cheap and you go down that supply chain or do you actually sort of take the model that for instance like Patagonia did where you source the right types of material whether it's a, a, you know in my case it's it's recycled or upcycled and you know turn it into something yes it's 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 more expensive for me as a business owner and and for me as a business but i suppose the long term win is that you're you're taking what people other people see as waste and ultimately turning that into something that's that's new that's fashionable that's you know that's a little bit unique and and i think that was a big big part of it for me was you know not not just consuming for the sake of consuming yeah um i actually before I became as ego kind of aware as I am now, I th- always thought I cared about the environment and stuff. But I have a friend called Eli who the group that we're in always slagged him for buying expensive shoes, like the most expensive, ridi- like we thought it was a ridiculous looking watch. It was like wearing a clock on his wrist, the size of it, um, having his Ray-Bans. And I thought, I was convinced it, this was him being materialistic and you know all about just looking cool or something and there's me with yeah. my pennies glasses like breaking all the time uh getting scratched I just don't care about them um and when I said it to him one day it was just me and him so the rest of the guys that would be slagging him as well weren't around he was like Cara I thought you'd be kind of interested in this the amount of clothes that go to landfill because they're cheap is ridiculous so I pay more money and I buy the more expensive thing but I mind it and it lasts forever and it was him saying that that I was that he basically blew my mind with just that sentence and that's when I started to go off fast fashion and understand that like vintage fashion and sustainable stuff isn't about you know just like looking cool it's it's so much more than that so um yeah I think when you when things are more expensive yeah you mind them more and they're put together more like it's so it's worth it I think anyway 100% and it's it's one of those crazy facts right there's like four percent of all the the world's waste comes from the fashion industry that's a huge huge amount if you even think of that and I think one of the the key things of that is most of that waste doesn't need to be if you if you look at sort of fast fashion in general it's very much a you know trends used to be spring summer winter right it, and and before that again in probably my grandparents time it was winter and summer or it was Sunday wear and everything else yeah. but it's it's changed now completely to weekly or daily in some cases and it just doesn't make sense like I, I, I I've sort of gone back to the times of I buy like nice things like my Patagonia top that I'm wearing right now I, I bought off um, eBay which 
I've no idea how long this top has been around for, but I'll probably have this for 10 years. And maybe the owner before me had it for 10 years, but you're paying for quality. And and whether you buy it first-hand or second-hand, if you do buy something that, that is going to last the test of time, it, it makes a huge difference, I think. Yeah. And not just buying it one euro t-shirt because you know you can um and i think that's an important sort of important point definitely definitely so you said that your the sunglasses that you guys have and you've got watches as well they're made from recycled or recyclable materials so like what kind of where, where is that coming from and how, how are they being made yeah so I'm probably lucky because I did move to, to, to Asia for a while. So um, I built up. Oh, <laughs> made a few contacts. <laughs> by chance, by chance made a few contacts. And there, that's predominantly where we produce. So we you, we initially started out with sort of one manufacturer um, who actually had a bamboo farm. And sort of he went and basically went and sourced materials for us, whether that was in, you know, ultimately was it in a skip or a land landfill or people just dropped over things or whatever it was or for instance like bamboo we'll use scaffolding so a lot in asia they use scaffolding as um for scaffolding they use bamboo so when they get rid of that they usually discard it so we get our hands on it because ultimately it's great and we just block it and then we we use those and and turn those workable blocks into you know the frames of a pair of sunglasses or a watch ultimately um so a lot of the time what we do is it's it's more there's sort of there's a team of people that go searching for for gold uh, as i describe it so um whether it's you know old wooden flooring or you know a table or chairs or whatever it is and then we ultimately um we take that we re-block it and then we use those blocks then to to make the material so um we we sort of follow a model and again i'll I'll go back to patagonia again but we go back to a model similar to that we use a number of different manufacturers and then um we basically bring the the products together so some people specialize in terms of you know wood some will specialize in terms of the the plastic that we use and then others will be you know specialized in in metal and same thing with the the lenses so we make sure that we sort of not just have one manufacturer we do have a couple of different ones and then we sort of bring everything together and make sure that we're as we're as carbon neutral as we possibly can and one of the the things that i uh, you know it takes a little bit more time don't get me wrong but i think one of the other things that i i like about it is that we 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 keep an eye on everything like so because i have a pretty good network in asia still we we do spot checks we make sure the standards are being kept and all that sort of fun stuff um or the not so fun stuff which is ultimately um what what needs to be checked on so um the materials themselves are very much mixed. Like you could be wearing a pair of sunglasses that could have been a couple of plastic bottles and it could have been an oak chair that's sitting in someone's house for, for two years. Uh, or it could be a floorboard. Nice. Um, yeah, it's it's cool. It's it, it, And I think that's the part that I get really excited about because I'm like, we're, we're, we're not taking more like as in virgin plastic or we're not taking virgin wood we're taking something that someone discarded as ultimately seen as waste and we're turning that into into Mm -hmm. something and it's crazy to think like that chair that someone has is ultimately now a pair of fashionable sunglasses on someone's face in ireland walking around (laughs) it's bananas to me but uh 
it, it's exciting. I think that's the part I, I, I really enjoy. Like I, I, I love, I love seeing that, or I love seeing someone's face when you say that to them. Um, back when you could do, you know, trade shows and festivals, when you were trying to explain that to someone and they're like, so you're telling me this used to be a table. And I was like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Brilliant. That is so, so cool. Um, I, I did not, I would have thought you maybe had like, maybe your one source of income, like the bamboo sta- scaffolding or something. And that's where all, all of it comes. But yeah, I like the way that you're talking about someone else's waste is another man's treasure. So literally really yeah. relevant. Um, that's so cool. And you met, you were talking about uh, being carbon neutral there. And I know some people, like when the kind of deeper you go into being like eco-friendly and stuff there's like upcycling versus recycling you know if you're recycling yeah. something the product is kind of goes down in um in quality or or whatnot so like how do you guys work around that and how how are you as being carbon neutral and stuff yeah so it kind of it kind of comes in a couple of different ways from a from a quality product perspective they go through pretty rigorous checks before they even get to us in ireland and then when they do get to us in ireland they they obviously go through quite quite a bit so um that that sort of one thing is just making sure the quality checks are done, which is which is obviously a hugely important thing. And I suppose from being a car, carbon neutral perspective, um, one of the sort of the big things that we do is obviously the the planting of trees and and making sure that we can offset the carbon that it it ultimately takes from a manufacturing process perspective. Yes, it mightn't be you know our factory per se, but they are our our sort of suppliers and they are the people that we work with. So we try and make sure that we we sort of plant the trees and plant the offset for that whether it's in the case of the shipping costs and or or the manufacturing course and and one of the 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 ways that we do that is we we do partner with a couple of charities so one of them and probably the most prevalent one that we do work with is the native woodland trust um here in ireland because i do think that's an important factor if i if i could i would manufacture in ireland i just think that the cost of it is a is a little bit too high right now uh, unfortunately but we're trying to find ways around that but one of the things that we we sort of strongly believe in and and that's myself and my family who who run the company together with me is that trying to make sure that we give a little bit back natively to ireland as well um so that's why we sort of partner with them and then um for the manufacturing uh, areas so the countries that we manufacture in we try and then partner with charities over there as well to try to offset the, the carbon that will be taken out in in those countries of course so um it's sort of a mixed bag but 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 predominantly that's yeah. we 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 believe that the plant and the trees and and the, the the cycle um should consistently you know turn at the end of the day yeah no that's that's uh that's really cool um i remember doing it i did a podcast about offsetting carbon before yeah. and it's really fascinating stuff um i love how it works and what was i going to ask you there oh yeah the name where yeah. did the the name come from when i see it i i see crown like irish for tree um yeah so but you say cran uh just because i'm a terrible pronunciation of irish words that's literally the only reason <laughs> <laughs> Is it- yeah literally <laughs> Literally. So is it was it named after yeah. the Irish for tree? Yeah. Is that where it came from? Yeah, that's where it came from. Ah, yeah, exactly. Cool. Um, I'd say, but I'd say other people as well, not just yourself, probably see it and think like if they're not Irish, they probably say Cran as well. Yeah, 
exactly. So uh, I was living in Australia for a while. So um, when we were over there, it was it was it was pretty hard to try and get the pronunciation of it right because most people had absolutely no idea what it was. Only that it was a short five letter word. Um, but yeah, no. So we we sort of toyed with a few ideas when we when we came to it, and then um, when we were initially launching the company, and then sort of you know we we sort of decided on that one to to go forward with. I'm I'm glad now now on it i'm really really glad with the the way we the sort of the wording that we used in the end because we do try and make sure that all of our words even if i'm terrible at pronouncing them all that they are sort of mine and and the rest of the family's (laughs) favorite irish words or for instance we we launched the sunglass collection last year that was named after the beach or the places where we did our family holidays so they're all named after certain areas that we we had gone on in our in our caravan back in the day when we spent our our, our august holidays with my mom so um yeah look it, we we try and keep it as irish as we can but yeah the, my pronunciation gets in the way sometimes sure look it but uh your family business are you guys is it you and your who else runs it with you yeah so my my mom and my sister um so my sister alana she does basically a lot of the operations works and and sort of a lot of the logistical works for us which is great um and and sort of that that helps me out a lot because she's a very sort of visual and and sort of makes things pretty where i'm a little bit more operational in in my mind and and sort of a little bit more digitally savvy so it actually works out quite well and then my mom's also heavily involved and and my fiance as well so between mom and alana and they they sort of run the operational side of it so all of the sort of stock taking our warehouses all of the sort of postage the packaging and then they do do a good bit of help in terms of the design stuff um which is which is obviously huge to to what we're doing so most people say working with your family is a nightmare I, I completely disagree um, because they are the most honest. Um, so sometimes I'll have an idea and it will be very quickly <laughs> shot down. Yeah. Um, but no, it is. It's great. That's gosh. And when you're talking about your postage there, where is it? Do, do you guys ho- hold all your stock in, in Mead, like at home? And do you, when you post, is it like plastic free packaging and stuff? Yep. So we initially, we actually initially used on post for quite a while because my mom actually is the post mistress in, in a post office beside us. So it all makes sense. Um, but we, we recently changed. We, we were having a bit of, uh, issues in terms of things going missing so we decided to move to to dpd um so it's actually great they they kind of come and they collected from from our warehouse which is um just off our family home which is even better again so no look it's it's all pa- it's all um we we use no plastic in our packaging at all our mailers are the actual boxes that we use for people as well so they're all used out of recycled cardboard as well which is pretty cool so we actually use a cube um again from a space saving perspective it's really cool because you literally have your sunglass case coming straight out of it so um yeah no so it's all it's all sort of we try and we try and reduce as much of that as we possibly can and you know it's an interesting one because for the non-eco-conscious person 
sometimes they see that as a negative. They're expecting the, you know, the the big bundle of plastic that they get. Um, and then for anyone that is eco-conscious, they commend you on it. So I think people are starting to realize the, the importance of that, particularly from a postage and, and shipping perspective. And it's sort of a catch-22 at times. Um, you know, I love them and I'm really happy with them. And it makes me excited when I ultimately, um, when we do send, when we do send them out. So it's, it's kind of an interesting one that some people just don't like it and some people just like the plastic and it's it's crazy to me but um look we're, we're trying to educate as we go along as well which is kind of exciting yeah some people just want like the massive box with like the little like display thing that like pops open with a tiny like airpod or something in the middle of it like such a base. but uh, yeah uh, hopefully times are changing uh do you remember when you first uh set up do you remember the first couple of times that people bought from you like your first few customers yep i could nearly rhyme off their names um yeah no i do yeah um i literally i actually just got a a note so we use shopify as our back-end system for for inventory management and and sort of our shop itself uh, online and i actually got a notification today to say that we had our first customer three years ago uh, today which is uh kind of interesting yeah oh, no yeah way. oh my god happy anniversary yeah, yeah. that's so cool yeah. so it was actually it got it was that's extremely yeah, excited when i seen that and um, when we got that email today that is so cool yeah because i think people forget that our little small irish businesses like people often do like a little happy dance or you remember their names like the very very first few people who buy off you like it means so much people especially now in the pandemic have you found much support for like supporting Irish business in in the pandemic I I actually can't believe it um how supportive people have been I I you know it sort of it sort of warms my heart a little bit if I'm being honest like it you know we've grown we were growing fast and then you know covid hit um i actually was living in australia at the time so i had to come back from australia and it was interesting like i sort of had sat down with my mom and my sister after i'd gone through my my two-week quarantine and i said like what what are we gonna do here you know is this something that do we think we can weather the storm sort of thing and it's been the growth has been huge for us and i think that comes down to just irish people being one more conscious and two i do think people are becoming more sustainably minded and i think but the both of those together has been a massive help for us like you know even seeing shops like shopping in ireland popping up and and sort of starting initially as like a facebook group and then it's grown into this business and and like you know it's it's interesting when you know i'm a bit of a nerd in terms of looking at my data so like you can see that people are coming from these types of shops now whereas before people would be oh look let's just go on to amazon because it's it's easier and now that sort of i think that mindset has shifted that people are like let's support you know joe down the road or you know owen in mead because ultimately we know it's coming from mead and we know you know it's it's a family business and i think that's been really 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 uplifting and 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 heartwarming if i'm being honest and it's it's really important and i and it's great to see people getting behind it yeah it's so so important um and she's and now hopefully we'll have some 
sunny days in the summer. People are going to need their sunglasses and they'll take their <laughs> and everyone needs to know the time all the time. So, you know, to go your way. Um, before we move on to, I guess, the last little part of the podcast, how, like, are your sunglasses, do they have UV protection? Like, how do you get that kind of... How does that? I don't even know how that works. And I think you've got blue filter, blue light. Yeah, well, yeah, just... we do. Um, yeah, so honestly, it's 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 around. A lot of that is it's as I describe it. It's sort of the dark arts a little bit. Um, it's sort of we we <laughs> sort of have a, a couple of lens manufacturers that we use. So um, again, for that, we we try and make sure that one we we obviously meet all the the regulations that are there for it, but also in terms of the the UV protection. So. Uh, all of our sunglasses are polarized. They're they're UV four hundred protected and and so on and so forth. And then the other side with the the blue light ones is, is sort of, again just sort of making sure that they are sort of UV protected and they do have it. And I, and I think it's a funny one. There's a bit of a misconception I think on on blue light glasses. Like ultimately, your sunglasses, if you wanted to, you could wear them and they would have the blue filtering within them. But you couldn't sit there in a Zoom meeting and have a pair of sunglasses on <laughs> in a meeting where it look a bit strange. So, uh, yeah, we, we use a couple of different manufacturers. Um, and we're also we're just about to launch a, a new line of optical wear, um, which we'll be using a, a, a manufacturer based in, in, in the UK, which I'm really excited about. So hopefully, hopefully, hopefully that'll be sort of, you know, middle middle of the year this year and we can, we'll, we'll be launching that. Brilliant. Hmm. So I imagine that's something that you have to obviously get those lenses. They're probably like virgin, but the frames and all yeah. are 100% recycled that, stuff, is it? That's, yeah, that's the idea, works. yeah. Because, look, we, we sort of toyed with the idea of sort of trying to get the the lenses um, as recycled. But in terms of the quality of them, you you just don't meet the, the requirements as much of the requirements. So we sort of have our way around that a little bit which is ultimately we give a lifetime warranty on all of our products right so if someone does break a pair of sunglasses or blue light glasses or a watch the idea is that someone will send them back to us and we will then in turn reuse the lenses you know buff them up clean them up make sure that again we we meet all the requirements and then reuse them for a fresh new pair of Sony's same thing with our with our you know with our frames and all of that sort of stuff so if someone does break them um we'll ultimately all we'll ask for someone is make sure that you can send them back there's a little bit of a fee associated to it but again it's tiny in comparison to the Sony's and then in turn then we then will take them we'll break them all apart and we'll we'll reuse them again so um I think that's also a big part of it is like yes we might have to use something that's virgin and new in particularly in the lenses but if we can sort of build that that cycle that full circular sort of motion then in turn it, it, it won't cause as much um, harm to the environment in the long term and that's what we're trying to aim to do uh, fingers crossed in the, in the later in, in terms of technology that we can start using recycled materials on the lenses but um, for right now unfortunately it's not possible but at least you guys are taking them back to recycle them yourselves and like you know supporting that circular economy like what you guys are doing it sounds really really great especially your work with Native Woodland Trust and everything so if only all the businesses and all all the Amazon, <laughs> everything that's on Amazon was like you guys. Oh Jesus! Um, so and if, yeah, if people buy a watch as well, I presume there's a lifetime warranty with that as well. Isn't exactly. It? That that's the whole idea. Like, like as we describe it, like life happens. Like 
I sat on a pair of my own sunglasses like two weeks ago when I broke them. But we we reused them and now they're they're basically sitting they're sitting in our shelves ready to go away to a customer as and there's there's absolutely nothing wrong with them. It's just a case of I broke the leg on them or the 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 temple on them. So it's a, it's an interesting one. If you can take something and again as someone else sees as waste and take it and and turn it into something else, like you know ultimately it is it is pretty magic. So yeah, it's a it's a it's an interesting model. Um, you know, it's it's not the cheapest, but in the long run, it, it'll it'll make the biggest impact. And I think that's the important thing. We're not we're not here to make money. Um, but like we're obviously here to make money, but we're not here. It's not our sole purpose. So, um, yeah. it's not our sole purpose, and 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 that's not the way we want to conduct our business going forward. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely fair. And yeah, it's an invest like an investment piece, but you're also stopping waste from going to the planet. And it is good to know because see my my actual biggest issue with my penny's glasses was was breaking them all the time but also that wouldn't happen obviously if they're better quality um so to finish off on i have a list of random questions that you are going to pick a letter of the alphabet and i'm going to ask you the question associated with it's actually not associated with the letter it's just beside the letter but some of them, they might be environmentally related. Um, some of them are pretty random, and we'll just sure we'll get through a couple and get uh, a few more quick fire answers from you. So, what is your first letter? We go with C. C. Oh, this could be deep, or you know, it's as deep as you want to make it. <laughs> One request you'd make of your younger self could also be comical. Whatever you'd ask your younger self. I'm just thinking of you selling tents now. <laughs> <laughs> um, God, that's a good question. Um, enjoy the moment more. Oh, that's so nice. That's such a simple little request. Yeah. Gosh, yeah, especially now in pandemic times. Oh my God, yeah. Enjoy the moment more. Yeah. That's cool. All right, next letter. Uh, let's go L. L. <laughs> Right, here's a random one. When getting dressed, do you put your socks or your pants on first? Oh, socks. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, okay, great. Socks. I've yet yeah. to find someone who will say, yeah, because you're because they go up under your pants. Yeah. So if they go up real high, yeah, okay. I'm wearing Ireland during the winter mornings. You can't you can't do it any other way. You have to make sure that you're you're nice and warm from the feet <laughs> first. <laughs> exactly. Um all right, next letter. Uh, let's go Q. Q. If you could drop one fact into the into every brain on the planet, what would it be? So everyone believes this fact, no doubt on it. Ooh, that's a that is a tough question. Um, <laughs> the average household wastes seven point seven kg of waste per week. So stop using as much. <laughs> Fair. Okay. I love that everyone knows 7.7 kg. The Americans are like, what's kg? Yeah. Any <laughs> um, stone is that? <laughs> that's, it's a mind boggling fact though, isn't it? It's so. It's a huge amount. think about it. And, our, and Ireland is, we're so bad for it over here. We're always like, oh, China's the worst for waste and polluting the planet. And America, I'm like, no, in Ireland we are terrible and the one of the yeah. worst plastic like 
producers in in Europe. Oh, don't get me started. It's so bad. <laughs> we could we could literally go on, I'd say, for about two hours discussing that point. I know, yeah. <laughs> we'll keep it short. Right, we'll do two more. Give us another letter. Uh let's go or. Or dogs or cats? Oh dogs. Okay. Fair enough. We'll leave it there. It's plain and simple. And last question. Uh let's go A. Start at the beginning. A. What's the first thing you would do if you became T shock overnight? Secure more vaccines right now, probably. <laughs> Let people fair. get out. Yeah. Let people leave their homes. Um Yeah. Definitely the first thing I would do right at this very second in 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 March, that would be what I would do. Yeah, yeah. Take all the funding for greyhound racing and just buy a load of vaccines off someone. I mean, it's I feel real sorry yeah. for the countries that like have no money that it's becoming like you have to have money to get the vaccine. So we need to kind of sort yeah. that out. But... It's, it's like it's literally a bidding war at the minute. So yeah, yeah. um yeah, that that would be like yeah, it's a hard one. There's a there's a list as long as my arm, but I think that would be I think for everyone's sanity, that's the one thing that if we could change tomorrow, I think that would make make life a little bit oh, easier. So much easier to be able to go out and enjoy the sunshine with our friends. That's all I want. Um, mm. and hopefully yeah. we will we will get that and we'll get like little festivals and markets going again. And I can't wait for the days. And I might see you at one of those. But in the meantime, Fingers thank crossed. you so much for being here, Owen. I'll link uh crown in the comments and in the show notes and uh yeah hopefully people will check your small business out and think more when they're going to buy that pair of glasses in pennies or a watch or something so thank you so much for what you do thanks for having me thanks so much i really appreciate it lovely chatting to you and that was Owen. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to that chat. He was really, really enjoyable and easy to talk to. And I really appreciate that. Make sure you follow them on Instagram or check out their website if you're in need of a new pair of sunnies. I'm actually like my eyes are closed right now as I'm speaking because it's so sunny right now. So I actually do need a pair of sunnies. I might, I might buy some off crown for sure. So check them out. Don't forget to support small businesses. Keep supporting small Irish businesses. And a circular economy can definitely be the way forward. And yeah, there's no more. I've, I've thankfully not bought a pair of sunglasses from Pennies in a very long time. And I used to break them and lose them constantly. So, so I'm very just grateful that now I am of the mindset that I can invest um, but it did take me a while to get to that mindset I do remember being in T- TK Maxx one time a couple of years ago trying trying to convince myself to pay double the cost for a coat that I could get in pennies but the pennies coats would I'd only get a year max out of them and then all the seams and the pockets and everything would fall apart and uh, that took me a really long time to wrap my head around so I can understand why other people, especially if you're if you're from like a lower income background, that that isn't as simple to like invest, just spend more money on a product. And also, you know, just if something is more expensive, doesn't necessarily always mean that it is more sustainable. But it can be a really hard mental block to overcome for people from like lower income backgrounds, like spending 70 euro rather than 35 on a jacket. I was 
I was sweating about that in TK Maxx because I just didn't have the money. And now, I, I mean, I'm so glad I did because I've had that jacket for five years, maybe more now. And I love it. And I'll I'll get another five years out of it, I hope, if I don't lose it. So, yeah, just, I guess, be mindful of that. If you do see people that are buying from Penny Still, it can be hard to overcome that that investment kind of mental block. It's a lot of money in one go at first but hopefully in time a lot of people will kind of come to understand that an investment piece is just that like you'll have it for years so yeah keep an eye out for your sustainable irish businesses support them and don't forget to wear your sun cream with your sunnies okay that is it from me please please forget i nearly said please don't forget to give us a follow on instagram twitter facebook if you want to stay up to date on what's going on between shows between episodes and you can check out the website bookofleespodcast.com and anything else oh yeah sign up to the patreon if you have a couple of euro that you can donate every month jesus it would be so much appreciated honest to god that would be just fab thank you so much to my supporters already and you can support once off through acast directly which will be linked at the bottom of the show notes or through buymeacoffee.com thank you guys so much don't forget to rate review subscribe share and all the kind of stuff and i will see you back in two weeks time mind yourselves stay safe bye